Hi everybody, uh, I am uh, Trey, one of your average film enjoyers, and I am here to tell you that you can win over $500 worth of movie stuff. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're a huge movie fan. Obviously, you wouldn't be listening if you didn't love film like me and Jagger. Um, and so me and Jagger, along with, uh, three other content creators on TikTok, uh, Film Gunch, who we've had on here, uh, Wes, who we've had on here a couple times, and then, uh, one of our good friends, Real Takes, we are all, uh, joined together doing a giveaway currently, and it, um, how you join this giveaway is you go, uh, to each of our pages, we all have the giveaway video pinned, and you'll go on to that video. You'll give us all a follow. We uh, Each account is tagged in every video. Um, and then com comment down below. Uh, five Tag five of your friends. And if you tag five different friends in all five different videos, then you can get up to 30 entries. 30 entries. You can get up to 30 entries. So, uh, but you're like, Trey... Well, you're telling me about this, but I don't even know what I can win. Well, I'll tell you what you can win. Uh, Real Takes is donating a uh, 4K Harry Potter collection, Blu-ray James Bond collection, uh, I believe a 4K uh, collection of the Planet of the Apes films, and uh, the first three John Wick movies in 4K. Um, I'm donating three criterions of your choice, so whoever wins get to choose uh, three criterions. And we'll mail those to you. Uh, Jagger, my co-host, is donating um, three or a bunch of international DVDs. Um, Gunch is donating um, uh, uh, Don Hertzfeld and uh, oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Well, the animated show. It's a very limited edition animated sketch comedy show. He has a bunch of steel books of all three seasons, so he's donating those. And then the biggest one. Wes is donating a region-free Blu-ray player. So if any of those items interest you, again, go to any of our TikTok pages. Go to me and Jagger's TikTok page, Trey the Film Noob, Jagger Film Reviews. We have the video videos pinned on top of our pages. So go check them out. Follow the instructions. Uh, the giveaway ends when we are all five of us at a thousand followers. And me and Jagger are the only ones that haven't hit a thousand followers yet. So please help us get a, uh, get us there so we can give away all this movie merchandise. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite film podcast, The Average Film Enjoyer. We are your average film enjoyers, Jagger and Trey, and we are excited to be here today for our uh, second episode of our Friday Night Double Feature series. Uh, Jagger, my friend, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, we're excited to get into it today, but first we are going to start with some movie, because we've gotten a lot of movie news, a lot of updates, a lot of trailers this week, uh, so we're just going to dive a little bit into those, um, 
and then we will get into our reviews for the day. Um, so first one, we uh, I know we talked a couple weeks ago about how we're both kind of like out on Marvel um, and how it's really just gone downhill post Endgame. But I did want to talk about, uh, because Marvel will always hold a special place in my heart, um, but I did want to talk about uh, it's been heavily rumored. I don't want to say confirmed because I don't think it has been confirmed, but it's been heavily rumored that Pedro Pascal um, has agreed to play Reed Richards in the upcoming Fantastic Four film. And I know we talked about this before. I like this. I know you don't. Uh, and I'm just wondering why you don't like this. Here's the thing. I... When I imagine Reed Richards personally... Yeah. I imagine, like, a younger dude. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just them trying to get people in seats. Which I know. Shocker from Disney. Um, trying to get money. Uh, I just think having a name like Pedro Pascal right now will pull a lot of people in. And I think that oh, as 100%. far as, like, money goes, that's smart. Yeah. Um... But I also think as far as it goes with having the character be who the character is, it just doesn't feel like Reed Richards, in my opinion, at least. So yeah. That's just my take. Um, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you there. When I think of Reed Richards personally, I think of an older guy in his 40s or 50s. Um, because in, in at least the comics that I've read, he always has those streaks of gray hair on the side of his head. Um, and when I see that, I instantly think like, oh, he's an older guy, probably a dad, something like that. Um, so I think Pedro Pascal was a great choice. Um, I do, I don't think like he, I think he is a great choice just because I love Pedro Pascal, but I don't think he's a great choice for that character. Um, I know Matt Smith uh, who I believe is still Doctor Who right now. Um, I know he was rumored for a while to be playing uh, Mr. Fantastic, and I did really, I really liked that um, because he just gives off that intellectual smarty pants vibe. Um, but I, I'm ex- I'm looking forward to seeing what Pedro Pascal does with the role, just because of how much I enjoy him. Um, in other and other stuff, this is been... all just that speculation. That's yeah. all this is. Exactly. Um, uh, among other Marvel news, we have uh, we got our first trailer this week and our first look at the brand new film uh, or the next Marvel film, Madam Web. Um, Jagger, I know you just watched this trailer. What what's your instant reaction to this? I think it looks like it's gonna be cool. I mean, I think that's about where <laughs> it's gonna be cool. Uh, I'm not like out of my seat. Like this is gonna be the best Marvel movie to ever come out. Yeah, I think the idea of like the her being able to see in like the future, the final destination sort of like type of deal. Yeah, um, I kind of like that. But I mean, here's the thing: just like a teaser, I can't really like tell a lot from it. But it yep. looks cool, so I'm excited. Yeah, um, I think I do really enjoy this idea. Um, I'm with you there. 
I think it could be really cool. I think some of the suit designs we see in the trailer, especially from the villain, look really, really cool. Um, and actually look like solid CGI, uh, which is something we haven't got a lot of from Marvel and Disney. Um, so I think, I think that's definitely interesting, but if, again, we've talked about this with the Iron Claw, trailers are really, really hard to, like, you can have a great trailer and have a really shitty movie, but you can also have a really shitty trailer and have an amazing movie. Um, so I think if I, I, if I were to like give this movie a rating by how good the trailer was, I think I'm already at like a star and a half, one star, just because like we get some Bohemian Rhapsody level editing in here where it's like someone says something and then they cut to every single character for their reaction. Uh, and there's just some really goofy stuff in here, goofy dialogue, um, but I'm cautiously hopeful because I do like Dakota Johnson. I do think she's very good. Um, and I, I uh, we get like one shot, uh, one look at Sydney Sweeney as Spider-Girl. Um, and I think that that looked kind of cool. Um, but other than that, I'm not totally excited. But, I mean, who knows? Marvel could be making a comeback. We'll see. Um, read something really quick that I guess is older movie news, but if we're in the movie news segment, can I quickly just throw it yeah, in? Because we've yeah. never mentioned it. Steven Spielberg confirms plans to adapt Stanley Kubrick's unmade Napoleon script for HBO. Hell yes! Yes! That sounds so incredible. You know what I Especially hear? You know right what now. I hear when you say that? Uh... One of the greatest directors decides to adapt un- the greatest directors of all time unmade script and put it on the best streaming service. Yes. <laughs> That's what this is. Especially since we're currently running off of the movie that is supposed to be a drama. Except Joaquin Phoenix. And no hate to Joaquin Phoenix. But playing Napoleon <clears throat> and not doing a French accent. Bro, that's so goofy. Any- Running off of that Napoleon, mm-hmm. which is a diss to the twenties Napoleon, or so I've heard. Yeah, I think this is necessary. Yeah, yeah, that's I haven't even I didn't even heard about that. That's sick as hell. Just because I'm a huge is- fan of Spielberg, and I'm a huge fan of Kubrick, so that could be super super cool. Do you know if it's like going to be like a movie or like a short series? Looking through it now. So it looks like it was a movie that was going to be like four and a half hours, Stanley mm-hmm. Kubrick style. Um, but it is now going to be a seven-part limited series, clocking in at 155 pages. Jesus, fuck. Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think Steven Spielberg is a masterful director. I think he's an even better director when other people write scripts for him. Um, because he hasn't written that many movies, but he's directed a lot of, like, all the Indiana Jones movies. George Lucas wrote all of those. And, like, all of Spielberg's greatest stuff is stuff he hadn't written himself, except Meet the Fable, or The Fablemans, which I really, really enjoyed, uh, from last year. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that sounds unbelievably cool. Did he write Schindler's List? 
Maybe? Movie. Uh, it looks like he wrote Schindler's List. Yeah, and I know he That's wrote The Goonies, good. too, which is uh, really, really good. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I might have been wrong here. Never mind. He did not write Schindler's List. My bad. Okay. Um, I know I know for sure he wrote The Goonies because I checked that the other day. Um, but, yeah, that sounds outstanding. Um, something on the, kind of the same level of coolness uh, Darren Aronofsky is set to adapt and create an Elon Musk biopic. Um, okay. I know you have a lot. You said you have a lot of thoughts on this. Let's hear them. Here's the thing. Last time Darren Aronofsky worked with A24, he made The Whale. Whale was incredible. I know that's a hot take, apparently. Whale was amazing. I haven't I seen it quite it. yet, so I can't say anything in reaction to that. He directed Requiem for a Dream. He directed Pi. He directed Black Swan. The guy doesn't miss. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk. Not necessarily the greatest dude, but as far as a lot of things go, the guy's pretty interesting. Yeah. So I could understand why this movie is going like to be directed by Darren Aronofsky. Seems his style. Mm-hmm. He does these weird sort of technology type things. And it's A24. So mm-hmm. I can see this being a dark Darren Aronofsky social network. Yeah. And I don't care who it's about. Phrasing it like that, a dark A24 social network directed by Darren Aronofsky. I'm sold. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be at that theater. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand not a great dude, but neither was Jeffrey Dahmer. And to say that no one watched Dahmer, that's incorrect. So I, that is a wild comparison. I don't yeah, think wild comparison. Oh, 100%. I, I don't think I don't. I Dahmer that are you talking about the Evan Peters? Yeah, that's the one I was talking. About. I don't I hated that. I hated that. But just because of all the stuff that came out where they didn't get permission from essentially anybody to use these people's, like, real names and all this stuff, that really, like, cool. Make videos about these really historic things about Jeffrey Dahmer, Zodiac, all of that kind of stuff, but get permission from the victims' families. Get permission from people. I, and, oh my. I'm not trying to say anything good about the show. Yeah. I just wanted to make that clear for me, personally. Not trying to say anything good about the show, but I am saying everyone watched it. That is true. true. That is true. I feel like there's, like, something in our society today where people are, like, addicted to that true crime stuff. I feel like it's the same... It's the same way with horror. It's the same thing as horror. Like, you're, like... At least for me, horror for me is, like, yeah, my life could be shitty right now, but at least I'm not getting chased by Ghostface. Or uh, my mom isn't in a cult. Or I... What's another horror movie we really like? I'm not... My dad is not locked us in a hotel up on top of a mountain and is going fucking crazy. My partner is not in a bear costume getting burned at a... Exactly, dude. Exactly. Um, And that's why I watch horror. Is like, my life is bad, but it could never be this worse. So, yeah. That's the point I'm trying to make. Also, have you seen the South Park episode about the like people addicted to the true crime stuff? No. Oh, it's so fun. 
It's no, so I'll have to go games. check that out. But Darren Aronofsky, I like this idea. Um, once we get closer to it and talk about it more, um, we can do our fan castings of who we think would do a good Elon Musk. Um, because like whether you like him or not, he's an interesting dude. And he's a yeah. weird dude. And I think Darren Aronofsky is, like, perfect. Like, he matches the level of weird that Elon Musk has. Um, like, there was a... It was, like... I think it was, like, eight years ago. Elon Musk sent a Tesla into space on a rocket um, with the top off and a mannequin in the driver's seat with uh, 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 Space Odyssey, Space Oddity by David Bowie playing full blast. And when the media asked him why he did it, he said, because I can. And I was like, that is sick as hell. <laughs> that is like something I would do if I was a billionaire. He is, he's the guy to do that. Of any guy who would do that, it's him. Yeah, he's he's a weird dude. Um, but yeah, that's exciting. Um, last piece. Oh, I was going to say, I would love to see it in like a Wolf of Wall Street, just chaos manner. I think that'd Mm -hmm. be so cool. But better than Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, please. That's not a hard task. And Darren Aronofsky will pull that off. With With ease. ease. Yeah. Um, yeah. So last, last little, uh, piece or second to last actually. Um, please. So tomorrow will be, uh, the release of two things. First one, um, Monarch, uh, whatever, whatever. The new Godzilla verse, uh, show will be released on Apple TV plus, um, starring Kurt Russell. And then playing a young Kurt Russell will be his son, Wyatt Russell. And it is scary how much they look alike. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. I know Jagger doesn't care much for these movies, but this uh, universe is my guilty pleasure. So I will be waiting up till midnight to watch the first episode. Um, I'm quite looking forward to that. Go check that out. Apple TV Plus original. Um, also tomorrow on Peacock, we are getting... Um, so on SNL, me and Jagger are both huge fans of Saturday Night Live. Um, it's probably in my top five favorite TV shows. Um, I don't even put it in like the same category as stuff like Breaking Bad or Stranger Things. Like, I don't know. It doesn't feel, it it doesn't feel like that because there's not really a narrative. It's just a sketch comedy show. Um, but we both love SNL and for the past few years, there's been a group of guys on there. Um, and they call themselves Please Don't Destroy. They're like three uh, comedians, and they do really, really weird sketches that are really, really funny. I don't know if you watched the one they did. Timothy Chalamet hosted um, last Saturday, and I don't know if you watched that one, but it's really funny. Um, so go ahead. No, I, I didn't. I'll go check it out, though. It's really good. Um, <laughs> uh, but tomorrow... Um, which we're recording this on Thursday the 16th, so November 17th. Um, we will be getting a Please Don't Destroy movie So on Peacock. So it's going to be like a 90-minute feature-length film. Um, go check it out. We, me and Jagger, will that'll be part of our Tuesday episode. We will review that as our 2023 release. 
Um, so go check that out this weekend. You can listen to our review on Monday. And last thing, we got a trailer for Inside Out 2. Um, I'm quite excited for this. Um, I like that they're introducing anxiety. I think that's going to be really, really, really funny. Um, and I loved, I loved the first one. I thought that was a really, really well done film. Dragger, what about you? Okay. I did not like the first one. Uh, I just found it to be kind of bland. I personally just wasn't a fan. I Mm -hmm. mean, I can understand why people would like it. It just wasn't for me. I did not get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. Um, I think it looks decent. I saw the trailer. I think that it looks like it has the potential to be good. Um, Mm -hmm. I didn't like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't love the first one. Um, so I don't see the sequel being any better. Yeah. But I think it's probably going to be around like a one and a half, two star for me. But then again, Disney, blow me away. I mean, give me something good so I can be proven wrong. So yeah, I don't have much of an opinion on it, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's our movie news to, uh, for today. Join us next week for uh, the latest updates in uh, movie headlines, trailers, everything. Um, and I guess TV now, now that I mentioned the Godzilla show. Um, so, uh, if you are uh, a regular listener, uh, which I think a lot of our the people that listen to this are regular listeners. Oh, how crazy is it? That there are people out there that want to hear our opinions on movies. Not wild. That's so crazy. And to give a quick shout out, this like put a huge smile on my face. Someone joined Letterboxd pretty recently, and I saw it. They hadn't written a review yet. They were just kind of going around following people. They followed like Seth, Ethan Simmy, Tyler, Cam. They were following like Cinema Joe, all the big ones, right? I think I the think this people. person followed me too. And then they followed us. Yeah. Like we were at the same level. So shout out to you. That Whoever so that cool. is, thank you. You make us feel special. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was super cool. Um, so if you're a regular listener, you know, we've started. We're uh, knocking down our IMDb episodes uh, to one day a week. And then Fridays, we are doing what we are calling Friday Night Double Features. Um, so essentially these episodes are coming out on Friday mornings. You can listen to them. And then that night, if you are like us and you just want to stay in and watch, watch a film or two, you can watch them and give, give us your thoughts. Um, so last week we did our, I called it, I like calling it our lost in her, uh, Friday night double feature. We did lost in translation and her. Um, which uh, I really enjoyed recording that episode because I love both those films. Um, and But today, Jagger chose that one. Today is the one that I got to choose. This one we are calling our dumb, fun, double feature. Um, so I want to make this clear. Before I chose these movies, I did not know Jagger just doesn't really like action films. So I want to make that clear before we get into this. Uh, so Jagger, like, take take his reviews with a grain of salt. Because Jagger just, in general, doesn't really love action films. Um, so. Doesn't love is definitely a statement. But you can keep going. 
Well, you, I think you like some, but I think as, as the genre goes, like you, like you like, you don't like more than you like. That's fair. Is that a fair statement? Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, okay. So today we are going to be reviewing, um, the 2017 film Baby Driver, which is one of my all time favorites. And we are going to be reviewing the 2015 film American Ultra, which is another favorite of mine. Um, let's do Baby Driver first, Jagger. Um, because I know you have this, like we are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum here. Um, so why don't you give us your opening thoughts on this film? Um, and I'll try not to get enraged. Opening thoughts. One star being generous. Um, this is definitely, um, a movie for what it's worth. Yeah, I'm gonna put this down because now I gotta talk. Um, it's definitely a movie. You see, uh, is it a movie? It's definitely not a film. It's something though. Uh, in the words of Martin Scorsese, there's films and there's movies. This goes in the movie side of things. Um, writing so bad it makes Tommy Wiseau look like Francis Ford Coppola. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm and okay. I'm saying that because it made Big Shark look like the godfather. Uh, it was aimless. They had a character at the beginning that was actually interesting, and we'll talk about that opening scene and how it's the only interesting part of this whole movie, and maybe the only thing memorable about it. Um, but in the opening scene, you had John Bernthal, who they built up as this character, never showed up again, because, of course, this director had absolutely no clue what they were doing. Stupid guy, can't make a movie. Um, and then you have... Jamie Foxx come in later, who is a Control-C, Control-V of John Bernthal, but this time with some spunk, um, or whatever you want to call it as an excuse to make it look like this movie has, like, a bit of, like, structure to it. Um, and, I mean, there was this, like, plot that they tried to make where it's like, but he got in an accident when he was a young boy, and now he can't hear. So he listens to music, and the music gives him superpowers. Or whatever it was that they were trying to establish here. None of it made any sense. I mean, it was aimless action. That was, like, what I wrote in my review is that, you know those baby keys that, like, put babies into sensory overload? Um, It felt like that, where they were, like, colors. Like, action. Guns. Boom. Um explosions and it felt like they were rattling big keys in my face and i felt like i was having a seizure for a good amount of it um i mean if we're talking about the bohemian rhapsody cuts it's like bam 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 um in fact this makes bohemian rhapsody look calm um this movie was just like it felt it felt like i was having an aneurysm and i was just like begging for it to stop um, I know I had to watch it for the podcast. I was kind of in like an Alex DeLarge eye clamp situation where I was like, I have to watch it. Uh, if I was watching this on my own time, I'd have shut it off by now. Um, so one star goes to that opening scene that's pretty cool where it's like him, like, and then it's like, tick, 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 and then they like shoot people and then they like run out and then they get into the car and he's driving and everything's like in tune with the music, which they continue to try and do. Um, but it was a really, like, gimmick that got, like, oh, it was cool in the opening scene, well, like, spread it out. 
but then they like made the cuts in the shape of like in the time of the music and they would play like music that was really fast for an excuse of why they were cutting every five seconds um but yeah this was just a super weak movie all around and i hated it Hmm. (laughs) that's a take Give me a sec. I need to collect my thoughts so I can. I thought um, I think I was a little bit over the uh, like age range that this was going for or something because it it was like something like that. <laughs> or I was okay. just generally not the target audience. <laughs> okay. So, Baby Driver. If you have not seen it. Uh, star directed by Edgar Wright, who has di- also directed such films as Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's <laughs> End, Last Night in Soho. Um, it star it stars the most cancelable. La- Wait, he did Last Night in Soho. Yeah. God, he's really bad. Jeez, continue. Uh, starring the most cancelable cast of all time. Um, Ansel Elgort and Kevin Spacey, both despicable, terrible human beings. Um, but then stars the love of my life, Lily James. Um, also in this are, uh, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Elisa Gonzalez, John Bernthal, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, and a lot of other great people. Um... It is. It has a 3.7 overall on Letterboxd. Um, after being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. So this is an action movie. Um, I want to say this, Jagger, you're what, 13? And you think this was yeah. aimed for you're a bit too old for it? I watched this for the first time when I was probably 18. So that was two years ago. Um, I well, it just it just feels like it has the same audience as Avenger as uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Okay, okay, let me let me talk. <laughs> let me talk. You can't yeah, keep just interrupting really me cool. and hating on this movie. Um, here here it. So Jagger came in. Here's why you shouldn't watch Baby Driver. I'm gonna come in with here's why you should watch it. Um, sure. Dialogue rough at some points the acting even worse at some points um kevin spacey pretty much phones it in here uh i feel like the only really good performances are john ham and uh jamie fox um but here let me say this this genre of film is not known for having a great script or great acting or or anything like that. Like, even if you were to watch a film like Escape from New York, which we'll talk about a little bit later, none of those acting performances are really great, and the script is pretty terrible at some points. It's an action okay. movie. Like, the, especially Escape from New York. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy it, though. Like, I can recognize that 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 it is sure. It might not have great writing. It might not have great acting. But you can still enjoy it. Here are the things that this movie does masterfully. It is super stylistic. If you like in movie trailers when they match the action 
along to the beat of the song that is playing. Everything in this film is done like that. And it is absolutely satisfying and beautiful. There are a few movies that I've been as locked into as I was with this film on first watch. Um, I didn't move from my seat for the entire thing. Um, I think we get some great car chase sequences. Obviously, with that opening scene um, with Bell Bottoms playing is unbelievable. Um, I think... The whole uh, shootout scene while Tequila was playing was super cool. I think the ending is really cheesy, and I don't like it. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of really great things to love about this movie. It ha- it's it's quick, it's smart, it's witty. Um, a lot of it's pretty funny. Um, we, you get like so many great car chase scenes, a great soundtrack. Um, and, and really cool editing. And the one thing I do want to say is like every single time I watch this, I pick up on stuff I didn't pick up before, like stuff that's new stuff that goes along with the beat or the harmony of the song. Um, what my favorite scene for this film is God, that fucking thumb. Um, my favorite scene of this film is um, when he is going to get the coffee for the first time after that first car chase. Um, I can't remember. It might be Harlem Shake. I can't remember what song is playing there. Um, But, like, even, like, the rap music that's happening, even the guy playing trumpet, everything is just goes completely with the song. Um, And I've always found that really interesting. I, I've seen this film so many times that I didn't feel like I really needed to sit down and give my full attention to it. So I put it on while I was playing Fortnite just to refresh myself. And something that's really interesting, which is the only movie I feel like I've, I can do this with that's not super dialogue heavy. Like, obviously something that's like all dialogue, like My Dinner with Andre or something like that. Um, you could just sit down and pl- do something mindless and not have to look at the screen 24-7 um and just listen um but with this that's not like that but i did find that i picked up on more if i wasn't watching the screen which i found very interesting um but i do want to talk about the one part of this film you did like is the opening um this is one of my favorite openings in film um I think it's outstanding. I think there's some dope-ass stunts. This opening is the only reason I want a Subaru WRX. Um, cherry Red. Um, also, I just miss driving stick shift. Uh, and it's just like... God, dude. It's so good. And I'm just wondering... like, If it's just that, then what did you like about the opening or if there's other parts about this film that you did enjoy? No, it was just that. What did you enjoy about the opening? The opening? I feel like it was the only use of that, like, in-tune thing that I really found interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because it was my first time seeing it used in the movie and I wasn't like, oh, so this is the entire thing. Yeah. Um, I think I kind of found it cool uh 
it sort of had a similar opening to Drive, just not as well done, you know, where he just, like, does the getaway and then, like, just changes oh, and gets out. Oh, God. That, the opening to Drive will, oh, I should have put Drive with this movie. Oh, damn. Um, the opening to Drive is, like, top three movie openings for me. That opening sequence yeah. is just outstanding. Um... I mean, yeah, I think that that's, like, the only part of the movie where I was like, this is entertaining in, like, good way. Um, I think that the joke that they did with Mike Myers at some point in the movie, just to quickly point that out. Yeah. I thought that that was so, like, oh, come on. Like, that was a grown moment for me. Um... But, yeah, I guess I can't say anything bad about this movie because we still have American Ultra coming up, like, as mm-hmm. far as acting goes. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I that was the only part of this movie that I liked. I just thought everything was lackluster. I think it was super forgettable. I don't remember the ending. I have no recollection of what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think that that's a lot of this movie. It's just like it phased right out of my head once it was over. Yeah. Um, I found this to be on like a similar quality to Miracle Beach. If you've ever seen that movie, it's like very similar in how you watch it and then immediately forget every single thing that happened. Um, mm. But yeah, I think that's about it. So would you recommend this to our listeners? Um, or no, because there's better... No, watch Drive. Watch Drive. <laughs> I I'm going to say yes. If you like Edgar Wright, definitely check this out. If you like uh if you like Drive, I would check this out. Um I mean, yeah, I would definitely definitely check this one out. Baby Driver. Um I had to rent it. I don't know about you, Jagger, if you streamed it anywhere or if you just rented it. Um, I picked it up from the uh, I picked it up from the library, but it wasn't streaming anywhere. Yeah, so definitely give this one a, uh, a watch. I think it complements really well with our next film. Um, I think because I try to watch these Friday night double features as double features to see how well they complement each other, um, and I think it complements our next film uh, really well. Um, which I watched it second, and that actually I felt good about that um, because I feel like there's a lot less to pay attention to in this one. Um, so yeah, that's our review of Baby Driver, directed by Edgar Wright. Um, yeah, go check it out. Jagger says you shouldn't. I say you should. Let us know what your thoughts are on this film. Um, our next film that we are going to get into the second part of our fr- of our and your. Friday Night Double Feature is American Ultra, directed by Nima Nawazadeh. I'm totally pronouncing that wrong. If he's listening, please, I apologize. Also the director of uh, Project uh, X, um, which Jagger, I know you've seen um, and you really enjoy. I personally really enjoy that too. I think it's really, really funny. I think it's a great hangout movie. Um, yeah. This guy can make a movie. Yeah. Real good. Um, 
The synopsis here, American Ultra is a fast-paced action comedy about Mike, a seemingly hapless and unmotivated stoner, whose small-town life with his live-in girlfriend, Phoebe, is suddenly turned upside down. Unbeknownst to him, Mike is actually a highly trained lethal sleeper agent in the blink of an eye as his secret past comes back to haunt him. Mike is thrust into the middle of a deadly government operation and is forced to summon summon his inner action hero in order to survive. Uh, this film has a letterbox average of 2.9, which personally for me I find wild because I have this at, I have this at five stars for a while. I have it at four stars now after rewatch. Um, this film is currently streaming on. You can rent it on Apple TV, YouTube. Um, and it's currently streaming on HBO Max. Uh, stars Jesse Eisenberg, Kristen Stewart, Topher Grace, Connie Britton from Friday Night Lights fame, uh, Walton Goggins. Uh, a lot of great people in this film. Um, a lot of like B uh, list actors that are strangely very good. Um, so, Jagger, your opening thoughts. Again, you have this rated lower, but you don't have it. I think you actually enjoyed this one. You don't have it rated as low as Baby Driver. Okay, yeah, I did kind of enjoy this one, actually. Yeah. Uh, I I have this one at Amer- uh, American Ultra at three stars. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So, at three stars, I have the review as, that was fun, no more, no less, just fun. And I think that that's what this movie is. Yeah. Unlike Baby Driver, this is fully digestible. Um, I found this to be a super enjoyable time. Yeah, I think I've never seen in my life seen an acting performance as absolutely unbearable as Topher Grace in this movie. Who yeah, could not keep eye contact with something for a whole thirty seconds. Um, I felt like he looked at the camera at some point. Um, and they just kept it in. I imagine that's because he gave worse takes and really had to just be like, this is what we're getting. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope that's what it is. I hope they didn't see that and say it was good. Uh, but yeah, this movie's fun. Um, Jesse Eisenberg's decent in it. Kristen Stewart's decent in it. John Leguizamo, I don't really like. Uh, but he is John Leguizamo in it, so... Dude, I thought he, I think he's so goddamn funny in this movie i think he is so funny he had like the entire every scene he's in just the way he talks to mike and i think i it it's just so stupid and so funny uh that there was something very unappealing to me about the scene where they're in the neon thing and their like whole face is like lit up in some parts I know that that's, like, the poster child thing for this movie, at least for all the custom posters. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found that scene to really, like, <laughs> I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I'm trying to, like, put together the words for it. it the, the, like, black eyes. light scene? Yeah, it just, it kind of yeah. rubbed you the wrong... That happens sometimes. Sometimes a scene scratches an itch and you can't explain it and then sometimes it really doesn't and you can't explain it you just didn't like it um, yeah uh i like the concept the whole like robot virus thing i think that was funny um mm-hmm. pretty cool and i think that's what this movie is it's cool uh, yeah not like it yeah good time yeah i i i love this film 
Um, mm. it, when I watched it for the first time, uh, probably like four or five months ago, uh, I gave it a five stars. Um, and I tried to look back on, because I gave it a rewatch and I was like, okay, this definitely isn't a five star film. I do, I do still really, really enjoy it, but it's not a five star. And I tried to look back on like the kind of headspace I was in that day. Um, because like a lot of times that can affect your feeling about a movie. It's what kind of headspace you're in. Like the 2023 release about my father, um, with Sebastian Maniscalco and Robert De Niro, I gave a half star because I walked out of the theater like 30 minutes in, but I also wasn't in the best headspace today. So who knows? Maybe I could watch that and give it like a three and a half. Um, so I looked back onto it and I had had like a really, really shitty day and my brain was just like really tired. And my buddy Ben, who I do all my watch parties with, he called me up and was like, Hey man, do you want to watch a movie tonight? And he started bringing out, Hey, how about taxi driver? How about, how about like these really like amazing films, you know, but they take a lot for you to like watch it and digest it and think about it you know and i was like dude i just need something i've had a shitty day i just need something dumb that i only have to like half pay attention to and fun um and he was like okay what do you want to watch and i was like well i've been eyeing this american ultra for a little bit um because i'm a huge jesse eisenberg fan i think he's a great actor um i'm a kristen stewart defender i know a lot of people hate kristen stewart i love kristen stewart i think she's great in this movie and i think she's great in a lot of other stuff um Violet movies are amazing by the way they're all so fun i, love I wouldn't them. say they're amazing i think they're amazingly shitty um but yeah. i still it's like there's like in in the way that you have fun with like tommy weissau like big shark and uh uh the room that's where that's like my, how i feel about twilight it's just like wow this is terrible i'm having so much fun <laughs> um just because like kristen stewart and rob pattinson are both so bad in those movies it's so funny um but yeah i mean i watched this and i was like it was like exactly what i needed to like feel a little bit better and go to bed happy i mean i laughed really really hard at multiple moments um and yeah this is just it's a fun time i think we get some great choreographed action here um uh in some really fun action scenes i think jesse eisenberg is great at playing the stoner action hero um i i mean just like he's uh yes god the whole scene where they're walking to rose's house his drug dealer john Legu how do you say his last name like leguizamo leguizamo his house and he's like yeah i couldn't I've never learned, I've never known anything about tanks. I and mean, I can name you like 50 different tanks right now. Like that whole scene was, I was giggling really hard. Um, and I, I just, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's just fun. And that's what this double feature is about is our dumb fun Friday. And that is exactly what this film is, is dumb fun. Um, one idea that I wanted to bring up that I thought about on this rewatch um, is the idea of like the serial killer or serial, not serial killer, serial character. 
Um, so we have this character, Mike Howell. He's like a sleeper agent. He gets hired to go on these special missions whenever his country needs him. Um, and I think, one, they set it up at the end for a possible sequel. Um, but I do think this character could have like been a modern type James Bond type character. Where you have like, here's this actor playing Mike Howell for a couple movies... And then you kind of retcon it. And, like, here's this actor playing Mike Howell for a few movies. And then you, like that. A serial character, or a serial character, I think is what it's called. Um, where it's just, like, this fun character that you can recycle over and over and over again. And do all these different missions and stuff like that. Um, and I think this would have been a great opportunity for them to do that. Because, personally, for me, I did really enjoy this character of Mike Howell. I think... He isn't, like, seriously, me and my buddy Ben, after we watched this, we were like, so there's all these, like, conversations of, like, who would, you put all these guys in a room, who would win? Like, James Bond, John Wick, uh, the guy from Extraction, all these action heroes. And we're like, why is Mike Howell never mentioned in these conversations? Mike Howell clears, like, all of these guys. Um, so I'm wondering your thoughts on that, on the idea of serial char characters and reusing these characters over and over and over again with different actors. And I'm just wondering your thoughts about that. Uh, I, I don't mind the concept sometimes. Uh, I think that screen face is a really good almost satire on it of mm -hmm. always having it be a different person. Um, I think James Bond did it great sometimes. I mean, no one's ever going to beat Sean Connery's James Bond. Mm. Um, but I do respect it. I think that would have sucked for this movie. Um, personally, mm -hmm. I think that this movie was great enough as is. I think Jesse Eisenberg played it great. I think the ending really made me laugh. Like after all of this, like brutal, <laughs> they were just shooting people up and down and he just gets down on the knee and proposes. Yeah. I think yeah. that that was so like that had me laughing. I think that was the perfect ending. Uh, for what the movie was, I didn't think they needed to touch it again. And I think that after, um, there were, like, parts in the movie where it would just, like, they would be in the middle of a fight, and it would just cut to him sort of thinking for a second, and then saying, it's not the right time. And then continuing yeah. on. Yeah. I don't think they needed to touch this movie again. I think that this movie, as is, was, and I have it at three stars, 60 out of 100. I think this was exactly what it needed to be. I don't think mm -hmm. this needed to be incredible. I don't think this needed to be a great movie that had, like, high ratings all over the place. I think that it was totally fitting where it was. I don't think it needed to be touched again, personally. Yeah, I think that's definitely fair. Um, one more thing I want to shout out about this film, unless you have any more notes, um, is Walt Walton Goggins' character, The Laugher. Um, there's a lot of conversations about, like... What's one actor that makes every movie they're in just a little bit better? And it's a lot of, like, uh, people that are usually, like, side characters that don't have a lot of screen time, but they're usually really good. Like, people like uh, John Carroll Lynch, if you know who I'm talking about. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, what did I... He was in Gran Torino for a few scenes. Um, let me name some movies he's in. Um... That's his name, right? Yeah, John Carroll Lynch is, uh, it's this guy. Let's see if I can do this. Oh, shit. It's this guy. 
Oh, him, him, him. Yeah, they're like kind of like that guy. Like he's in Shutter Island, Zodiac, uh, Fargo, Crazy Stupid Love, Gran Torino, The Founder, The Invitation. Like they just make these movies better by being in them. Um, and I feel like uh, uh, Walton Goggins is one of those people. This guy right here. I'll pull up a picture for everybody. That is Walton Goggins. Um, he plays uh, the laugher in this film. And uh, I thought he was amazing. At least me personally. I thought he was super funny. Um, I'm wondering what your thoughts on like a performance in this film that isn't one of our main characters that you're that was like a side character that you were like oh they were kind of funny for what they were tasked to do um yeah he was in the movie that i personally hate but i understand uh house of a thousand corpses uh so i he was also in django unchained he's the mm-hmm. guy that i'm familiar with um mm-hmm. however he's uh he was great in this but i do think that it's a little insane to say that he made this movie better. I'm just saying that I think his character was great as it is, but I think it could have been equally as good without him, personally. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he added anything to the movie. I also really don't think he took anything away from the movie. I just think that he was there. He was a good character for what he was. It's like Rob Schneider in a Adam Sandler movie. I hate Rob Schneider with a passion. That guy um, sucks. It, he's also like a transphobe and a homophobe, which really sucks. Oh, well, screw him. Rob um, Schneider, his new special, he just did a bunch of jokes that were like super offensive and not in like, like there will be people that do jokes that are offensive, but like they're not get, like not cancelable. Like they're still good jokes, but they're just, be- it's, it's excuses for him to be a dick. So, this is a hate of Rob Schneider podcast. He's also, like, not funny at all. Like, he was iconic in the Adam Sandler movies as the You Can Do It guy. The fact that he got anywhere further than that is beyond me. Yeah. Um, I just think that he's there. Mm-hmm. Is what he is. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is American Ultra Jagger. Would you recommend this to our viewers for a Friday night movie? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yeah, me too. I think it complements Baby Driver really well uh, for me personally. But, like, it's also really fun on its own. This is a great one to watch with, like, if you want to have, like, your friend. that like it's, like, it's probably a fun one to watch with your significant other, with your partner. Um, but, like, shout out, shout out to guys. If you just want to have the boys over... And have a double feature night where it's just like, just dumb fun. Watch one of these. It, it it's a great time to watch with you e- either of these movies with your friends. Um, and please, someone on Twitter, watch this movie and propose to your significant other at the part where he proposes to her. Oh, and tag me on Twitter. Yeah, tag both of that. us on t- Twitter. Um, we would love that. Uh, oh my God, that'd be amazing. Ah. Oh! <laughs> that would make my heart so warm and full of joy um yeah uh you can stream it on max it's rentable apple tv youtube that whole spiel uh, but yeah that's our friday night double feature our dumb fun double feature um baby driver and american ultra um so 
Yeah, let's... What? Bro, all this Terrifier 2 hate is really pissing me off, man. What, what, what are you talking about now? Uh, one this of my... One of my... Ongoing. But one of my... Oh, shit. Lauren Lavera uh, was cast in the upcoming Terrifier 3. Like, it's been released. I don't know if you saw this. She played... Uh, she played Sienna in the second one. Oh, so she's been cast? Yeah, she's in terror. Like, it's on her letterbox now. And the kid who played Jonathan, her little brother, is also going to be in it. So, looking forward hey, to that. I worked, on a, I worked on a movie with that kid. Wow. Oh, yeah? Is he nice? Uh, I didn't meet him, but I was on set like two days before him. He was in the Pitchfork Retreat. Shout out to, shout out to the Pitchfork Retreat. Coming out soon. Starring Jagger. Hell, yeah. Um, no, it was just one of my friends gave Terrifier 2 a star and a half. That's wild okay. to me. I have oh, that movie no. at a, you, well, you still have it at a two and a half, Jagger. Yeah, I have it at a two and a half, because I don't think it's good. But do I have fun when I watch it, and have I watched it more than once? Yes. Okay. Well, I have it at a four and a half. I think that movie is amazing. Um, But back off with a one and a half. Yeah, Jesus Christ, guys. Come on. You just don't, you, know you don't, I feel like I sound like a pretentious film bro when I talk, where I'm just like, you just don't get it. You don't get the homages. You just, you just don't get it. You know, I'm going to do a quick log, just three stars. Hell yeah. And just put screw the haters 60 out of a hundred. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah, let's go. Um, Okay. So, we've done our reviews. We did movie news. Uh, did you watch any 2023 releases this week? Um, have I? Between The Wizard I of not... Oz and... This? Oh, Between The Wizard of Oz. Well, the last one was The Killer, which we talked about. Yeah, already talked um, about the, that um... one. Yeah. Alright, so, we but we will have... I know Jagger is seeing The Holdovers tomorrow. Um, yes, I am. And I will watch Please Don't Destroy this weekend, so we'll be talking both of those on Tuesday. Hopefully I can get out and see the holdovers. Um, the more reviews I see for it, the more I'm like, God, I just need to see this! Um, it looks so good. And Election was almost a perfect film. So I yeah. just gotta get on that. Yeah. Um, and, like, Tyler, Tyler Whitmore has it at his second best film of the year really yeah right behind oppenheimer well for me number one because of the flower moon yes we know we get it jagger um all right well now it's time for our favorite segment i'm lowering my office table so i can put my feet up on it um oh jesus christ now i'm stuck there we go who the Oh my gosh, that's so comfy. Yeah, I'm going to be over here for the rest of the episode, just down in the corner. Um, so, now, as everybody knows, is our favorite segment, uh, High and Low, which has now not turned into not just us choosing a high and choosing a low. It's just us talking about what we've watched between the last episode and this episode. Uh, so, Jagger, you have less. Why don't you kick it off with what you've been watching? Um, so I watched, or I didn't watch, I just put a login for Jurassic World Dominion at 58 out of 100. Massive um, L! Uh, I watched Ran, which I used my review as a school project. 
Are you serious? Yeah. That's that's a W. That's a massive W. I needed to put in a review of something for the school assignment. So I just threw in my review of Ran and said, this is a Kurosawa review. Um, My review of Ran, a 99.5 out of 100. Jesus. Five stars. Um, This film altered cinema as we know it. Uh, it is one of the most, like, oh, that's where that movie got. Th- oh, there's that. Oh, wow. Movies ever. Uh, uh-huh. It was like this onion of cinema. It just peeled back like 12 layers that I didn't know were there. Like a glass onion type of thing. As it like peels away layers you didn't even know were there in the first place. Um, Not the movie Glass Onion. Like a literal. Okay, you get what I mean. Um, yeah. It was, I watched it, and I was completely dumbfounded as every frame went by, completely hooked, enthralled, and impressed. A great script, beautiful cinematography. Everything about this movie was masterful and almost perfect. Yep. Um, that point five is because I don't hold it as high as other perfect movies, but on rewatch, that very well could be a perfect film. Um... Then I went from that and hopped immediately over to Throne of Blood. Throne of Blood is a Kurosawa that I watched the next day. Um, a 98 out of 100. We're mm-hmm. just getting constant highs here. Um, another incredible, incredible Kurosawa film. Yeah. Uh, Kurosawa does, like, samurai remakes of Shakespeare. And it is just so cool. Uh, Ran was based on King Lear. Throne of Blood was Macbeth. Uh, but in samurai Kurosawa fashion. Uh, my review is another instance of Kurosawa casually rewriting the capabilities of film as a medium. Because that's what this is. For 1957, this is like the most advanced and awesome movie I've ever seen. Um, both of those cracked my top 100. Uh, I think... Uh, Ran might have even cracked like top 40. So both of them are absolutely incredible films. If you have an attention span mm-hmm. and the ability to really read subtitles for a long time, you're going to love them. Maybe not as much Throne of Blood, like an hour 40. Ran is like two and a half hours. I know a lot of people can't do that, but if you can do it, you will achieve seeing one of the most incredible narratives in all of cinema and i will proudly say that those are two of debatedly the greatest like technically greatest films of all time then american ultra and my just log of terrifier 2 i just threw up for yeah sweet the haters um since wizard of oz i have watched uh nap the latest masterpiece from uh jagger nelson uh personally my favorite of his um i think this one is very who's who's george o mahoney he also watched Uh, it oh yeah, yeah yeah that guy follow him uh he reviews a bunch of my movies and I nice. follow him. He's cool. Um, let's see. 
Uh, yeah, I really enjoyed this one personally. I think it's your best work so far. I think it's the most Lynchian, which I know David Lynch is probably your biggest influence, if I had to guess. Uh, yeah, in my review, I said, been watching Twin Peaks lately. This is where my brain is at. <laughs> yeah, really, so, really. Yeah. And also, you got custom posters now. What? Yeah, I do. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed that one. I'm going to bring my table back up. Um, let's see. going to do one of those. Let's see. What else have I been watching? Uh, I watched Night at the Smithsonian, Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian, which is the second one. Uh, I just love those movies so much. Amy Adams is great. Um, Bill Hader is, uh, current, current, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, oh, uh, uh, General Custer, like Custer's last stand, um, is always so funny. Robin Williams as uh, Theodore Roosevelt uh, is one of my all-time favorite characters. Robin Williams is one of my all-time favorite people. Just really, really funny. Um, I love those films. I know you don't, Jagger, but I do. Um, I like... I. I have the first one at a two and a half, and I have a really, really bad history with the second one. I watched it for school in history class, and I hated it. Um, that's I just don't like it for a few reasons. That's but fine. That's beside the point. Yeah. Um, skipping over Baby Driver and American Ultra, I watched Uncut Gems for the first time. Finally you checked that off. No, I had never oh. seen it. Dude, that, so that is one of the easiest five stars I have ever given. That movie is so damn good. The and the Safety brothers, man. I mean, the, that's that I've seen. I've now seen both of their feature length films. Um, oh, what's this? Heaven knows what. Add that to what the watch list. Um, Wait, I've seen like, Uncut what? Gems and Good Time, and really, they are both so damn good at creating that really really stressful and and anxiety inducing environment um like i there are a few movies i've been as stressed as i was during this movie um adam sandler proving yet again that he can actually act um lakeith stanfield was amazing uh, Kevin Garnett can act? Who knew? Um, Julia Fox was great in this film, if you know what I mean. Uh, Julia Fox, hit me up. Hit me up on TikTok, baby. Uh, you are one of the most gorgeous women I have ever seen. Uh, scenes were hard to pay attention to when you were in that. So, hit me up on TikTok. Try the film new. Um... Yeah, just an outstanding piece of cinema. I'm I can't, I'm probably going to watch this with my dad soon because this is exactly the kind of movie my dad likes. Um, <laughs> Such a dad movie. Dude, it's it so really damn good. Really what do you have this rated at? Five stars. Yeah. I had okay, it at good. four and a half for like a good minute, but I was like, no, that's not right. Yeah. God, dude. Yeah. And when, when like he wins the bet, at the end of the movie, but then he just gets fucking shot. That caught me off guard, dude. I was like, wait, no, that can't be how it ends. You know, it was, that movie was fucking 
Off the hook, Oh, man. that shot of him on the floor was beautiful. Yeah. Where you could just hear the rob. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Um, Dude, you, you have to watch Punch. You have to watch Punch Drunk Love now. You're legally. I know. Isn't that uh, Paul Thomas Anderson? It's PTA's second best. Yeah. I. What's his best one? Boogie Nights. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, I. But I haven't seen There Will Be Blood. But I don't see it taking over Boogie Nights for me. Boogie Nights is just like an all-time fave. Yeah. It. It does. It's not even close. Not yeah. Even close. Um. And then I watched Pitch Perfect. Um, an underrated banger. Um, it is a movie that shouldn't go as hard as it does. I love it. I think it's really funny. I think it's really fun. I just have a fun, like, live your truths. I think this movie's really fun. What do you have this movie at? I don't have it logged. (laughs) Have you watched it? Yes, I have, unfortunately. What would I rate it? One and a half. Oh, I have it. Also, Mike Mike Flanagan does not like uncut gems. That's wild. Um, And then watched Escape from New York. Uh, Really enjoyed that. Um, That was a good time. I'm interested to see how good Escape from LA is. I've heard it's not great. Um, If if, If you didn't love Escape from New York, don't even touch Escape from LA. I didn't love it. I did really like it, though. It's just a really, really bad version of Escape from New York. I mean, you can watch it if you want. It's just not Um, good. And then I watched... um, Let me find it here. And then I rewatched Tron um, because I decided I needed to watch some Peak. So I watched Tron Legacy. Uh, I think that's my Tron Legacy a lot recently. I know. It's I think that was my sixth log of that film. Uh, it's one of my all time faves, easily. Well, I, I think it's me, I I I can't say anything about watching the same movie a lot in one. No, I think I think that movie is slowly working its way up to my top ten. Honestly, that's fair. I I'm gonna make a I'm gonna start doing this thing. You know how I have like my top one hundred list on Letterboxd. Yeah. So I haven't updated that in a while. I think I'm going to like date them and I'm going to make separate top 100 lists. So like, here's my top 100 list from like September, 2023. Here's my top 100 list from May, 2024, just to see how my movie taste changes over time. You know, I mean, you kind of got to be a psychopath to commit to that, but if you can do it, I really respect you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but Tron legacy, one of the most visually appealing movies of all time. Uh, and then I watched A Walk Among the Tombstones, starring Liam Neeson. Going into it, I was just expecting, like, a shitty Liam Neeson action movie, but it was actually kind of good. Um, it stars, uh, Liam Neeson, Dan Stevens, and David Harbour. Um. Really? So, three actors that I really enjoy. Um, it's kind the whole thing is kind of an homage to like those forties and fifties detective noir films where like, it's always raining and the, there's so much inner monologue and, it, just like that kind of vibe. Um, so if you're into that kind of thing, check this one out. It was a good time. I enjoyed it. Jagger, you should add this one to the watch list. Um, I think you might enjoy it, enjoy some parts, but I also think there's a slight possibility you'll hate it. 
Um, uh, and then I watched uh, something I've been meaning to get around to for a while, 2020's uh, Shiva Baby, um, starring Rachel Sinat. Um, it was, if you don't know about this movie, this was... 78 minutes of pure anxiety and uncomfortableness. It, yes. it was re- Have you seen, you've seen Shiva Baby, right, Jagger? Yeah, I don't have it logged, but I have seen it. I have. Wait, did you, did you enjoyed it, right? Yes, thoroughly. Oh, yeah, totally. I loved it. So I was, like, dialed in the entire time. And there were so many I, moments where I was just, like, putting... This back to back with uncut gems would genuinely give you a heart attack. I you, yeah, your strong. your heart would just be like, <laughs> it's it but just... for different reasons, you know. Oh yeah, the uncut yeah. gems is because of the pacing and the editing and how much is going on and how much yelling there is. This is because it's like you know how like first season of The Office makes you really uncomfortable just because of all the stuff that's said and you're just like. <gasps> That's what yeah. this is for 78 minutes. So if you're looking for just like a really solid film that is going to fly by and is really short, check out Shiva Baby on uh, HBO Max. Amazing. Rachel Sonat, amazing. Um, let's see. What else have I watched? And then I watched, oh, I'm fi- I'm figuring out that the animatronic, kill- serial killing animatronics is kind of a subgenre in horror. Um, I watched Willy's Wonderland starring Nicolas Cage. Uh, Jagger, you need to check this out. It's really fun. Um, it's not very good. Like, again, we've talked about this. It's not a good film, but like, I had a blast watching it. Um, I mean, it's Nick Cage at his most Nick Cage-iness. Really? Even though... He doesn't utter a single line of dialogue. Excuse me? Nope, doesn't speak the whole movie. Um, But it's streaming on Hulu right now. You should check it out. It's also on Tubi and Plex. So, Jagger, you should definitely check that out. Um, I I quite enjoyed it. Um, 2021 film. Uh, and then I watched Pacific Rim, which is one I've been meaning to get around to for a while now, um, just because of how highly everybody else holds it. And I was expecting a lot because of how highly everybody else holds it. Um, and I was very disappointed. Two and a half stars. It was fine. The dialogue was pretty fucking terrible. Um, but some of the action scenes were pretty cool. Like the whole uh, Jaeger versus uh, Kaiju deal was kind of cool. Um, so I enjoyed that piece, but it just wasn't great. Uh, rewatched Jumanji with Robin Williams, um, a childhood classic that still holds up to this day. Um, watched Peter Jackson's King Kong for the first time. Um, peak cinema. It it was really damn good. I, it's might be on in my top twenty, might be in my top thirty. Um, just really really enjoyed this one. Um, really great. Um, and then this morning I watched uh, Lion, a film from twenty sixteen. 
Um, I couldn't decide on a movie. Do you ever, are you ever like super indecisive and you just can't decide what you want to watch? Yes. Um, and I've seen Lion actually. Yeah. Story. Um, Uh, my, I like couldn't decide what to watch. So, and my mom walks in and I'm like, mom, give me a movie. First one you say, I'll watch right now. I just like couldn't decide. So she was like, watch Lion. I love that movie. Um, and I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Dev Patel was amazing. Nicole Kidman was amazing. I didn't think it was anything outstanding, but I thought it was pretty good. Maybe I have to watch it again, but I think three stars from my memory is a little generous. Oh, you didn't like I, it? I think there's I a lot of parts like to like about this film. I think there's solid cinematography. Um, I watched this before and, I was into movies, so maybe like watching it now. Like, yeah, I think that it's one that warrants a rewatch for you at least. Um, All right. Because I think there is a lot of parts to like about this movie, and a lot of people hold this really highly. Um, but it just didn't totally work for me, uh, but I still enjoyed it. Um, like, I wasn't miserable watching it. But yeah, that's everything I've watched this week. Thank you for joining us today on The Average Film Enjoyer. Uh, join us on our episodes next week. Uh, Tuesday, you can expect a review of the best years of our lives, the classic 1940s film. Um, and then, um, for our Friday night double feature next week, we are doing a David Byrne double feature. We will review, uh, we will be reviewing, um, Stop Making Sense and what's the other one, Jagger? True stories. I wonder True who stories. picked this one between us. I wonder who, I, who knows. Um, <laughs> but we will be doing both of those next Friday, so please join us for both of those episodes. Um, we will those. So just a little announcement: I will be gone on vacation for ten days. So the next few after the best years of our lives. Um, the episodes will be, uh, a good amount shorter because we will be not be doing high low. We will not be doing movie news. Um, just because we're going to be pre-recording all of them, um, because I'm gone for 10 days and I don't really want to record while I'm on vacation. I want to enjoy my vacation. Um, so those will be a bit shorter, but we will still be getting our Tuesday and Friday episodes out. Um, and also for our David Byrne special, I believe we have Jay uh joining us who we've had on uh a few times for this pod who we love um one of our favorite people to bring on the pod we always have some great conversation really cool guy um so he will be on for that episode so you can be expecting that um yeah yeah thank you for joining us on the average film enjoyer please follow us on our socials Jagger is Jagger Film Reviews on uh, Twitter and TikTok. Jagger Film Fan on Letterboxd and Jagger the Movie Guy on Instagram and Twitch. I am Trey the Film Noob everywhere. TikTok, Letterboxd, um, Twitter. Um, those are about the only ones I'm active on. Um, once I start getting more followers, I'll be more active on Twitter. Maybe I should just be more active on Twitter so I get more followers. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> no i haven't been i need to get back to doing tiktoks i haven't done a tiktok in a long time um but i still oh god what was the last tiktok i did continue i I still i still like it get followers every day though i think i'm at like 456 um yeah 
Um, let me think. Subscribe to our channel. Check out our website for uh, our merchandise. Uh, like this video. Comment down below what you think of Baby Driver and American Ultra. Give us your thoughts. Um, and we will see you on Tuesday um, for our review of the best years of our lives. Thank you. Have a good night.